Sportages. Sport gets smarter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sportages, where we bring you insights into the sporting world, straight from athletes, sports biz, sports professionals, and more. On today's episode, our guest is Clint Borzinowski, the founder of Bullpen Media, which involves Bullpen, a sports tech editorial publication, and also provides communications and PR expertise to sports technology startups. Clinton is, is an expert in the arena, having advised and commentated on the sports technology ecosystem and the sporting space for a number of years. And it's also worth mentioning that we are very proud at Sportages to be partnering with Bullpen now for a significant period of time. I think it's been over six or seven months, but we will chat about that soon. Welcome to the show, Clint. Zushan, thank you. What a nice introduction. Thank you for having me on. It's Yes, we have been working together for... Ooh, very much as COVID was definitely kicking in a bit. We thought we'd you know, work on some editorial and some really nice projects together as well. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And I think it's been, it's been fantastic working with you and the bull, bullpen as a whole and being able to uh, learn a lot on my end, to be completely honest, and then grow and understand things better. So it's been an absolute pleasure. But this isn't really about the, the relationship that we have. Um, I, I really want to sort of get into a little bit about the sports tech world and, you know, what your thoughts are, what you've been looking at. But starting off, let's talk a little bit more about Bullpen. Yep. What's going on? What do you have coming up this year? We're in 2021 right, right now. So, you know, what's what's on the go and what, what new things can we look forward to from Bullpen? Uh, yes, thank you. It's towards um, what I'm going to be launching into into this year, into 2021, is I'm going to slightly adjust the editorial. At the moment, Bullpen does long-form text interviews with people across the sporting, sports tech startup ecosystem. As I move into 2021, that the allure of talking to more people, discussing more companies, talking about more emerging tech means that it is apparent and it's a no-brainer that I will move into a multimedia space where instead of text-based interviews, it'll be podcast, videocast, video, social media video, cover more ground. So it'll be a complete editorial shift with Bullpen, still maintaining the essence of what I want to do, which is spotlight sports technologies and startups and emerging tech and founders. But Let's we'll move it into more of a multimedia space and cover more ground. Yeah, right. And and that's really interesting because obviously there is that shift across media through and through everywhere you go. Um, I sort of understand, but I want your insights on why you've decided to sort of move to that area. Uh, cover more ground is one. Uh, the amount of interesting voices and the and obviously the voices and the technologies and the solutions that are occurring in in sport or in media fitness digital fitness and so many other little strands that come off sport as a whole um, the idea is is scale if the more people i speak to the more i can cover the more voices you can integrate the more things you can expose to audiences as well so the idea is I always believe that people should know about these companies or these founders or these solutions. So if I can cover more ground by developing more video, more multimedia, more audio, I feel I can actually cover more just 
deliver more content. It's about delivering more content at, in a scalable way too. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think um, having been doing that for a while ourselves, we've, we've, we've seen the benefits of having that diversity in the sort of mediums that we use. Yeah. And I think it's going to make bullpens content very, very exciting. And, you know, I already read your stuff, but I'll definitely be tuning in as well now to the various different multimedia platforms you have. And just a shout out to everyone watching or listening, wherever you are watching or listening, be sure to go check out Bullpen's website, go follow Bullpen on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you are, uh, LinkedIn. And if you ever have any sports tech ideas or you're working on something, get in touch with Clint. Uh, we'll put all the details wherever you're uh, tuning in from. And be sure to get out and, you know, follow the stuff because it's some great content. Uh, Clint, let's let's take a trip down memory lane now because obviously we've talked about the future and you've got all this exciting stuff coming up. Sure. Let's talk about Bullpen in 2020. We, of course, have done a multitude of features uh, collaboratively yes. and worked on quite a few things together. But what have been some of the highlights for you in terms of the content that Bullpen has produced some of the uh, companies and uh, sports tech startups that you've uh, worked on and sort of uh, highlighted? Oh, wow. It's a good question. Uh, overall, we, uh, overall Bullpen, I, I did about roughly 70 to 80 interviews this year. And, and now I'm thinking, okay, working back, what are some interesting ones? I could rattle. I guess you could rattle off some some of the interesting ones, but I might even group, uh, maybe theme some of them. Actually, yeah. uh, what I've covered more of is is been more fitness tech, more digital fitness. You know, I covered companies like um, Onyx, Uplift Labs, uh, FitTrack. Um, you know, they, they, those definitely spring out in my fun with balls as well. That's more of a the digital gaming. Uh, they've got the squash and the tennis, and there's. That's more of a fitness thing where it's more, it digitizes fitness, there's at-home solutions. Those spring out. There's been some really interesting things where uh, I'm just thinking of some of the companies I've covered. Uh, oh, Team Sports is another one where, uh, which is more, everything is centered. I've noticed one thing is that they, everything's centered around using your phone to be able to drive your fitness and your fitness goals, using AI to be able to monitor and track your movement offer up suggestions and improvements. So that seems to be the recurring theme. Um, thinking of some other memorable, memorable interviews. I, it's just, I think it's always just nice just listening to different voices and people. You know, uh, you, you cover startups from, uh, from the Middle East, from Israel. You know, we talked to Pico. We talk, you and I, we both did a piece on Armony. Yep. Uh, so, you know, he was a good lad, Muhammad, as well. So it's been... Uh, then you talk to me from Germany, the US. It's, I think it's just the, um, the highlights is diversity and people always thinking and tweaking and offering up and thinking about solutions. Um, that's in the startup space. Some of the other ones is talking to Conduct CEO, Synergy Sports CEO, and they're at the other end of the spectrum where, wow, they're leading these very, very big companies. And you, know, you, get, that, you get that 20 minutes to talk about just how they think a little bit. How do they lead? Leadership is something where, especially at a time where it is the industry, everything we're in is in a state of flux. So that's a highlight as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it has been uh, quite a quite. It was quite a year last year, <laughs> and um, in spite of that, so much innovation, so many things going on. Yeah. You touched on companies like like Multiballs, who we've also talked to. Yeah. Uh, but on the interactive squash front and sort yeah. of what they're doing there, there was Armony, of course, who we worked on together. A range of others, like you, you bring like you're you're completely right. Now that I'm thinking back, I struggle to. Uh, pinpoint any one particular organization startup because everyone's so brilliant, innovative, so much going on. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, that sort of makes me wonder you being having been in this space for a significant amount of time, having looked at uh, sports technology, emerging tech, yeah. what 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 are your thoughts on, you know, or, or look, let's look back at the highlights of sports technology more from a sort of general level, considering that, you know, this was the most unique year in entrepreneurship yeah. uh, in the modern age. And because of that, uh, you know, in 2020, people had to do, you know, virtual meetings, you know, there were virtual accelerators, things that had never been yeah. done before, engagement and content, you know, like we at Sportages saw a huge boost in, in the sort of um, uh, audience that we had because of the pandemic. So what are some of the key insights that you can provide to our viewers or listeners in regards to 2020 and what sort of been the highlight in the sports tech world? Interesting thing is, especially between uh, March to June last year, one of the things is sports rights holders who've always circled around gaming had decided just to jump in. And then the idea is once you jump into gaming is how do we broadcast it? How do we deliver really interesting content around it? How do we integrate teams and athletes and then a bit of the grassroots? So what, what the pandemic, what, the, what COVID-19 taught sports is uh, – it really faced up to how complacent a lot of rights holders and a lot of um, clubs, uh, franchises really are and how very few revenue streams they have. Things that they might have experimented with in 2016, 17, 18, into 2019, something you're circling around and considering, you got thrown into the deep end and you had to do it. You had to think of digital engagement solutions, gaming uh, utilizing your assets, utilizing archives. You had to think of things that you, it was always this nice to have, but now we have to. It's, and it forced it in, it forced it in a matter of weeks. That's one thing. So gaming is one. Um, that's all, that, was, that was one of the big ones. I mean, and obviously 2020, what's, it's probably the, it'll always, it will always look back as a year that fitness changed so dramatically digital fitness at home fitness you look at uh, you look at companies like apple you just released apple plus in december uh apple fitness sorry um you look at peloton and tonal and all of these companies that are be that were bubbling on at the 100 to 500 million dollar mark and now breaking a billion uh, knowing that 2020 will be the year that digital fitness broke and broke through like in spades yeah, right. Absolutely. And um, and I think it was inevitable considering 
the situation, and, how, how things were. <laughs> again, it's, it's yeah. you, know, you look back like 2015, 16, 17, you know, we'd use, you know, little, you know, we might use a little bit of athlete tracking or a bit of our own personal fitness tracking. We might grab some data off our Strava or something if we went for a ride or a run. Now we, it, it might be the most second nature thing that we have as in how we train at home, how we train on the streets, how we train in the gym, everywhere, even well, or bringing the gym into our own home as well. So I think we'll probably look back as this is a turning point year of fitness. Yeah, sure. And, you know, that's, that's I guess, a bit more on the fitness tech yeah. side of things and, uh, you know, digital, uh, I don't know, you know, gym training at home and innovative solutions to sort of maintain your fitness and so on. But if here's a question that I have for you, and it's yeah. something that I've, thought a lot about as well, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Sure. Um, you look at, you know, what you touched on earlier, rights holders, uh, big franchise yeah. sports organizations and so on, and their willingness or their lack of willingness to engage with younger, more innovative, creative uh, sports tech startups that would probably not even have been feasible in 2019 is that something that's become a lot more prominent uh over the course of 2020 it's it's a really good question it's what a lot of clubs and franchises generally you need your evangelist within a club or a franchise or a rights holder to know that this is a solution that is necessary i think it's what uh, what 2020 showed was this oh we we need something uh, we need something, uh, how well, I think it was something like even going back 2018, 19, I think a number of clubs recognize that you probably have to have a closer link to, to the two startups or two accelerators. 2020 proved that you have to be working in sync to, uh, young, young, young creators, younger startups, and to think pretty much to only think digitally. Uh, and, to, and that's, the, you can only think that way now. Stadium, it'll be hard to enter stadiums. Even stadium solutions have to be digital as well. So yeah. it's it's the year where it it should 2020, you've looked back at the years, the year that it probably jolted a lot of complacency. Whether though we learn from that in as we go from this year onwards, 2021 onwards, whether we go in, whether we learn from that is going to be an interesting thing. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's, yeah, again, it's about, I think, I mean, clubs need that evangelist in-house, but whether it's, yeah, it's whether they will actually, whether that will actually carry on into 2021 or not. I don't know. I think, yeah. I think it's one of those to be continued kind of things. It's, yeah. I, I think also a lot of clubs struggle with the idea of maybe they think digital transformation is a difficult thing or they think it's overawing or maybe they only dip the toe in ever so slightly. Um, yeah. I'm kind of a bit hazy on that, actually. Yeah. Well, you know, it's an it's an interesting point, Clint, that you bring up, and I think it's perfect to sort of wrap up our discussion as well because we've sort of been looking at, you know, past, present, and future throughout yeah. the course of this chat. Okay, so let's say that, you know, we you're you're a little bit hazy on how this will continue, but what is it that you're sort of really looking forward to what are you, you know, what's the target that your eyes are on 
for this year and the future, considering everything that's happened in the sports tech world that we've sort of summarized or new summarized in the last 15 or 20 minutes, what is it that you're looking at as sort of this is the thing to keep an eye out on and, you know, the go-to in terms of growth, in terms of engagement within the sports tech world in 2021 and beyond? Ooh, there's a the little strength, the little strands in growth areas is going to be, uh, it'll definitely be in the, that confluence of the content, communications, gaming, fan engagement areas. So those are four little strands and nodes, but those are the areas that clubs should be looking at investing in, looking at if you uh, looking investing in. People aren't, aren't going to be going to stadiums uh, feasibly. Maybe in Australia, we might be a little bit more fortunate, but you can never be too complacent. But if you're looking at various other countries around the world that, okay, can't go to a stadium. So how do you deliver a interesting digital fan engagement solution, better content, better invo- involved communications? So I think that is going to be the, they're the areas that excite me, but they're the areas that will clubs have to, recognize and once you recognize that then you can bring in your sponsorship and your merchant your merchandise and your branding opportunities as well so that's the growth area it's whether that is what i feel is a growth area it's whether clubs will actually go with that as well or rights holders or franchises and so forth so that confluence of digital communications content add your gaming add your fan engagement in and then bring your sponsors in with that as well you have to be going fully digital. You have to. It's. It's. You can't rely on a, um, analog stream streams of analog revenue, which is absolutely which yeah. is match day revenue and hospitality, yeah. which is generally the lifeblood of a lot of these clubs. So, uh, yeah. it's, it's it's what I'm bullish on. Yet I know that it's still something that clubs are super reliant on, as it is. You know the the match day and the hospitality. Yeah, it's uh, definitely an interesting uh, period ahead that we have with all these changes and innovations and everything coming up. Look, Clint, it's been an absolute pleasure having you having you on the show, and I look forward to seeing everything that you know Bullpen comes up with in this new year. And once again, to everyone watching, listening, wherever you're tuning in, be sure to go into the description and check out everything bullpen related and get in touch with Clint if you have something sports tech uh, available on offer. And Clint, thanks again, mate, and looking forward to what you have coming up in this year. Thank you so much for having me, Sushan. Look forward to looking at all the rest of your content for the rest of the year as well. Thank you so much. Thanks.